Hello, Marvelites! You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 410. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. And I'm Lorraine Sink, human woman, friend to animals and to non-animals. I'd rather be friend to animals than non-animals, if if I'm being real. Manimals. Ooh, give me some of them (laughs) animan. Love them. That's a callback to last week's episode. If you are just joining us, though, for this week, we are going to talk about all the things at Marvel. We're going to talk about stuff that we're hyped about from uh, comics to movies to games to TV to conventions, live events, and so much more. We've got a lot to talk about. This is a big one. And what's super fun about this episode, we actually get to announce some cool stuff with our friends at Mondo. 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 Mondo makes amazing posters and toys and games and tiki mugs and pins and other stuff. And uh, they actually have their own convention called MondoCon. That's happening real soon, September 14th and 15th in Austin, Texas. Just like a real Texasian. Hey, y'all. My name's Austin. I'm from Austin, Texas. Yeah, keep it weird. Yep. And uh, what's a good convention without really cool, exclusive, and new Mondo merch? Well, there's three... What te- technically seven big Marvel <laughs> releases that we get to announce and share with you right now. Yeah, there's going to be a poster celebrating the Silver Age of Marvel Comics by Johnny Dombrowski. It's featuring Captain America, Spidey, Hulk, Thor, the Black Panther, Iron Man, and the Widow, and the Ant-Man, and the Wasp. <laughs> Everybody should get a the. Yeah, everybody deserves the the. Um, it's real fun. It's a 24 by 36, and there are only 300. It's limited release, so you got to get in there, get out, get fast, get thing. That's just the way it goes with anything, Mondo. Yeah. I, I have only a couple of them, and they are treasures. They are so pretty. Yeah. Uh, so they do a lot more, as we talked about. So they're going to be releasing the score to Marvel Studios Black Panther by Ludwig Göransson. Uh, that's the first time it's going on vinyl. It's got incredible artwork by Martin Anson, uh, who's one of the regular amazing artists that work with Mondo. Uh, liner notes by Göransson. It's the first time the complete score has been available on vinyl. And it's actually pressed on three LPs. Uh, They're 180 gram, which if you're not a vinyl head, that just means they're really high quality. The sound is going to be amazing. And they're doing two versions of colored vinyl LPs. The first one is wild. It is gold, limited to 1,000 copies, pressed on the uh, three LPs. They are purple, quote, heart-shaped herbed colored vinyl housed in a tri-fold gold foil jacket. It's fancy. Bling, bling. And then there's a silver version. That's the regular version. That's uh, going to be on black and silver colored vinyl. Still going to be awesome. Uh, and that has a trifold silver foil jacket. I've got a bunch of their vinyl releases. They're always really, really nice. Um, they're kind of like the two Black Panthers that we see in the film. Oh, if you think about that. it, one is all sick chromed out and the other one is a mean guy in gold. Yep. <laughs> Blang, blang. Blang, blang. Uh, How about these uh, four new Marvel pins? They are designed by Tom Whalen. They are Doc Ock, Mysterio, Green Goblin, and the flippin' Spider-Mobile toot toot. So cute. Oh, my God. I love him. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of cool stuff. You can, of course, uh, check out Mondo News on Twitter. uh, Follow Mondo's social channels. Uh, We have images and full details also on Marvel.com. If you go to MondoCon, tell them we said hello. Because uh, uh, my friend Eric is there, and, and he's great. And we'll all be best, best friends. That's right. Hey, but I want to talk about our big talk, which is smooches. Yeah, you chose this one. I sure did. Ryan was like, you pick. And I was like, I will always pick romance. So our big talk today, uh, Ryan and I are going to talk about some lip locking. Yep. Uh, it, it's an idea that you came up with about stuff that we can do throughout the rest of the year, which I thought was really fun. And, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, uh, also later in the show will be our interview, which is with Joy Wave, the band members, uh, drummer Paul Brenner and vocalist Dan Ambruster, who you talked to, right? Lauren? Yeah, they are some uh, super nerds. I got to say, he's got actual um, web shooter tattoos what? on his wrist. So he's full time committed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is real. Nerd cred. Yeah, intense. But that's all at the top of the show. Now it's time for things we're hyped about this week, comma, including news. Colon. Uh, First up is a biggie. This is New York Comic Con. There are more ends than that. So, New York Comic Con. Thank you. 
move. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so this week we released details on the Marvel panels popping off at New York Comic Con October 3rd through the 6th here in New York City. Uh, we have those here with us. Some highlights. Uh, it is a wild one. There'll be the world premiere of Marvel's Hero Project, which will be streaming on uh, the new Disney Plus service. Uh, Marvel Games and Marvel Runaways will both have exclusive panels at Madison Square Garden. And some of the Marvel Comics panels will have exclusive variant comics given away. Um, we are having our panel. <gasps> Yay! Fui, fui, fui! Spider-Man Spectacular, a This Week in Marvel special event. That's going to be on Thursday, October 3rd, 2.45 to 3.45. Um, that's going to be really fun. We're going to be guests. there. Yeah, we're going to be there. Us two are going to be there. Yeah. We'll uh, be there. Lorraine has volunteered to run around the panel room <laughs> with a flag the entire time. Um, I don't know if we have an actual flag for it. I said it had to be a This Week in Marvel flag per my preference. So um, we'll see if Triple P can provide. Get uh, that flag! If there's not a flag provided, you know who to blame, Triple P. Uh, and then you can check out Marvel's Hero Project. That's going to be at 3.30 in room uh, 1A06. Uh, that is the show that we mentioned that will be debuting on Disney+. Plus. It's super sweet. All about young people making change in their world. Real life superheroes who are getting honored on that show so i think it's super super inspirational yeah also on saturday at 5 to 6 p.m will be x-men dawn of x panel which i mean everybody's excited about them x-mans and dawn it happens every day and sunday we're finishing off the entire new york comic-con very strong on october 6th the women of marvel panel including the world premiere screening of marvel rising operation shuri is at 1215 in room 1806 i love the women of marvel panel it's always really fun it's really inspirational there are a lot of amazing women and Check that out. Operation Shuri. Shuri's getting her own uh, animated moment. I'm excited. Heck yeah. Uh, all right. So this week also the was the announcement for the dates for Spider-Man Far From Home swinging on to digital, which will be September 17th, and Blu-ray DVD and 4K Ultra HD. That'll be on October 1st. And there's so many bonus materials. It's- I don't think we need to go through all of these because they're on the internet. You guys can find them. But some really cool stuff. Like there's a, an original new short, like little short what do you just call it a short yeah Does that makes sense yeah you say it's, it's an a, original short yeah an original short video is that that's what it means it's like a short film or short video yeah yeah there you go and it's a movie a little one yeah it's about peter's errands before the trip i love that there's going to be a teacher's travel tips with mr harrington and mr dell because martin star and jb smooth who are Two amazing improvisers, two amazing comedians. Uh, So I'm sure that that's just them having the best time being super hilarious. Heck yeah. Oh, one of the 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 one I really wanted to point out was the Easter eggs. Uh, There's going to be a, I guess, you're going to allow Edith to reveal some of the hidden Easter eggs you may have missed in the film, which is super cool. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. That's all we want. Well, we got some cool news this week that a friend of ours, writer Preeti Sheber, is doing another Marvel novel. Yay! She's the best. Yeah. She's doing Avengers Assembly, an original middle grade novel, which is part of a new series of prose middle grade novels from Marvel and Scholastic. The line starts in 2020 with Shuri, a Black Panther novel by New York Times bestselling author Nick Stone. Uh, more details are going to come soon, but yay! Preeti. Yay, Preeti. We love you. You're the best. You're yeah. so fun. She's so funny. I can't wait to read it. I know. This is also good news if uh, any of our listeners who have kids. Um, I think that's like you want to get your kids reading. These are going to be appropriate for, I don't know, what is middle grade? Uh, Five, I, I think 12, it's like sort of seven, four to six-ish. Nine, eight, ten. Those 12. are all numbers. Yep. So all the people who have children probably know what a middle grade child is. And so these are the <laughs> books for them. Yeah. Oh, also, I got to meet Nick Stone, who was a delight, and I'm very excited for her Shuri book as well. Yay. Um, We didn't get to dive into it last week, but there was a free update to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, and that included free costumes, including Spider-Man's symbiote suit, uh, Hulk's Planet Hulk sweetness, and Captain Marvel's classic Ms. Marvel look. There you go. Luke's, Luke's, Luke's. What just happened to Lorraine? I don't know. It was great. Was it weird? Yeah. It's probably me. All right. How about we get into this week in Marvel history, colon. Yeah. Fui, fui. Fui, fui. 
We are talking about the week of September 6th through September 12th across 80 years of Marvel history. I'm going to start with September 7th, 1951 with Adventures into Weird Worlds, number one. It's an Atlas-era horror and suspense series that launched then. It would run for about 30 issues going until 1954. Um, what I find interesting about it is it like ends right as the outrage over the dangers of comics on the youth of today in the 1950s was at its like fever pitch. And we never got to the same levels that EC comics got with like stabbing people in the eye and like ripping bodies open. And, but we got like, if you look at some of the covers to these, there were like ghouls and zombies and, and horrors. Yeah. We went, we went halfway there. Living on a prayer. All right. September 10th, 1953, Marvel launched its first parody slash humor magazine called Crazy, attempting to capitalize on the runaway success of Mad Magazine. Get it? Mad yep. crazy. All right. It didn't quite work then. It didn't work now when I tried to make that joke. But <laughs> Crazy was brought back from a roughly 10-year run uh, or for a roughly 10-year run in 1973. So worked Worked better later, which is why I'll bring this up in 10 years. <laughs> On September 8th, 1964, the Mary Marvel Marching Society is revealed in Comics of the Week, including Fantastic Four number 33. The MMMS was Marvel's first fan club and gave members a welcome letter, a membership card, a vinyl record, a notepad, a sticker, a pin, and more. You got sweet treats. Um, also in FF number 33 by Stanley and Jack Kirby, aquatic villain Atuma makes his debut. He's a big blue Atlantean who would become Namor's big major underwater foe as he tries to conquer Namor's kingdom in his fishy little fin hat. Yeah. He's like, I got wings. It's like the Captain America hat of the sea. Yeah. That's very accurate, too. He's like, I swim. I swim. I want Atlanteans. My name's Adama. <laughs> Adama. Adama. I call him a Tuma. Oh, no, it, it is a Tuma, but he's got an accent. Oh, a t- <laughs> Adama. <laughs> I'll be seeing myself out. Goodbye. All right, September 8th, 1966, Doctor Doom steals Silver Surfer's cosmic power in Fantastic Four, number 57, by Jack and Stan. It's a classic. He loves to take people's power. That's how he do. Uh, Living Laser debuts in Avengers number 34 by Stan and Don Heck. It's a living laser guy from New Jersey uh, who's henched for a ton of men. He also creeped hard on the Wasp. I mean, who hasn't creeped hard on the Wasp? Honestly, the Wasp got all the creeps in the early days because she was like, I'm just living with these dudes. Yeah. Also, the only major female superhero at the time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for, for a while. Speaking of creepers on the Wasp, September 7th, 1967, Whirlwind first appears in Avengers number 46 by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. He's a, again, real creeper with some nasty history with Jenna Van Dyne. He basically just spins around and has blades and is a dangerous dude. And his head looks like a top and he's green. Uh, and he was in Captain America in the Avengers video game. He's a real slice and dice. <laughs> Uh, September 11th, 1973, Howard the Duck appears for the first time in Adventures into Fear number 19 by Steve Gerber and Val Merrick. Uh, he's a cigar-chomping, pantsless uh, duck thing. Uh, Howard drops into a swamp, surprising a sullen barbarian who's hanging out with Man-Thing. I mean, ain't that always the case? Yeah, Howard is awesome. I sing Howard the Duck song every time someone says the name. I have to. It's in my head. I have a lot of gifts from that scene where he's playing guitar. Oh, my God. When she calls him Ducky, it's weird. All right. September 10th, 1974, Steve Rogers adopts the identity of Nomad in Captain America number 180 by Steve Englehart and Sal Buscema. I'm so sorry. I just can't say this name. Buscema. 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 His costume as Nomad includes a deep V, deep V, uh, and a cape, but the cape is not a good idea. Capes are entrapment and bad, bad things happen. I think he trips over it in his first appearance. Yeah, and, and he he's fo- like, like, F this, it's got to go. Yeah, he's like, I'm a doy. <laughs> That's a Captain America line. Um, This issue also features the first appearance of the new Serpent Squad, led by Madame Hydra, a.k.a. Vipper. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, or Viper, if you're just a normal American. Yeah, most of them are. September 11th, 1996, the Heroes Reborn launches continue with Captain America number one by Jeff Loeb and Rob Liefeld. Um, it also, this is uh, important for stuff that's happening right now, it also introduces Rebecca Ricky Barnes, a.k.a. the Heroes Reborn Universe's version of Bucky. It's of interest right now because what we see in Future Foundation number two, which released this week, she shows up there. And if you want to know more about Ricky, there's an article on Marvel.com running down her history and what she's all about. Yeah, and uh, we'll make sure that we put up an article with this episode on Marvel.com. We'll make sure we link it there. Cool. Uh, September 9th, 1998, Marvel Knights launches with Daredevil number one by Kevin Smith, Joe Quesada, and Jimmy Palmiotti. Uh, if you missed Tucker Marcus's excellent and comprehensive oral history of Marvel Knights from 2018, you should go listen to that. We'll also make sure we link that in the article. Yeah, Tucker wrote a really great piece for that. So uh, if you haven't read it yet, I highly suggest you do. Uh, September 10th, 2009, Nomad, Girl Without a World, number one by Sean McKeever and David Baldion, takes the Ricky Barnes from the Heroes Reborn universe. Remember, we talked about her just a second ago. Uh, uh, takes her from Heroes Reborn and looks at who she is now in the main Marvel universe. By the end of this issue, she, she starts to take on the identity of Nomad. Uh, so I like how all these threads come together, like the Nomad stuff from Captain America, the Ricky Barnes stuff. like, And this just... It's all by happenstance as I was doing all this research. It's really weird. And then September 11, 2013, Monica Rambeau becomes Spectrum in Mighty Avengers number one by Al Ewing and Greg Land. Al loves Monica. She is a baller. I'm obsessed with her, but that woman's got a lot of different names. Did anybody, has anyone stolen this name yet? Um, I do not think that Spectrum was one of the stolen ones. Correct. It was um, Photon, Photon and Captain and, Marvel. And Captain Marvel. Right. Well, if we bring back uh, Genus Vell, you know he's coming for that name. He's a name snatcher. Yeah. Uh, so that's all some history stuff, but we have to talk about top books from this week's episode of Marvel's The Polis. Those include Fantastic Four number 14, House of X number 4, Immortal Hulk number 23, and Star Wars number 71. Fui, fui, fui. You can subscribe to Marvel's Pool List wherever you get your podcasts, and you can uh, check out them vids with uh, Tucker Marcus, my uh, mortal enemy. And also by best friend. Ryan, can we do the big talk? Can we do the big talk? Can we do the big talk now? Let's do the big talk. Let's do it. Yay. So as part of our big talk that we were alluding to earlier on this episode, we are going to be rounding out the rest of the year uh, with our favorite issues from 80 years of Marvel Comics whenever we have time to. So uh, we'll be picking some categories to help us narrow down our best of the best. Uh, and these are just our, our personal opinions. Yeah, we, we, love, we have lots of opinions and mm -hmm. um, we do want listeners your help in picking topics picking issues so you know for this one what are we talking about favorite kiss you um these are issues with a big bad baby licious kiss <laughs> is that weird is, is that a thing that people say i was gonna say babelicious but babylicious came out <laughs> which sounds like you eat babies don't eat babies please so i'm gonna translate that to favorite kiss in an issue of a Marvel comic. Yes, that would be the human way to say that, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, you picked this one. It's great. So we also, we want to make sure you guys send us your favorite kisses in Marvel comics. Tweet that using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Send an email to twinpodcast.marvel.com. You can also, of course, hit us up on our Facebook page. You can send us messages on Instagram as well. Like I... I uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Now, what is your pick, Lorraine? My pick is Amazing Spider-Man number 143 by Jerry Conway, Ross Andrew. Um, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. I think it's so funny because the cover is like Peter fighting some kind of, in my mind, not uh, A-list villain. And <laughs> But the story inside that is like the little small moment between him and MJ has been mounting for so long. It's been building for so long. You know, he lost his girlfriend Gwen Stacy and he's, for the a lot of issues before that, MJ is just trying to be his friend and like pull him out of a dark place. And it's not really, they're not really dating. It's really her being like, Peter, like, Get it together. Are you okay? Really talk to me. Um, so anyways, Peter Parker is called away to Paris to help out J. Jonah Jameson. And so MJ takes him to the airport over at JFK. And it's this really, really super sweet moment. I just want to read the actual dialogue because I think that the dialogue does it 
best. She, they're like flirting, and she's he's like, "Why do you call me Tiger?" And she's like, "Okay, Tiger," um, <laughs> because you're hot. Because you're a hot babe is the undertone. Not no, I think she said. actually says because you're hot. Wait. Oh, it says not because you're not. Oh, Petey, I call you Tiger because you're not because he's a sweet little kitty cat. Oh. Aww. But then she says, come here, Tiger, and kiss mmm. So he like kisses her before she can finish the sentence. And then the dialogue written here is something happens. Maybe this is the moment each of them have been waiting for. Maybe now when they are about to separate, something finally brings them together. Whatever the reason, something happens. And neither he nor she will ever be the same. Wow. It's so sweet. I just love it because it really does change their relationship forever. And from that moment on, they are like the couple for me. Yeah, it's great. I also love in these pages how Joe Robertson is sitting in the the, the airport behind him because he's going to go oh, on the yeah. trip with Peter and he's got his pipe he's like in smirking. and he's like, hey, get some of that, you kids. Why and is he such a creep in your version? <laughs> look at that reaction on his face. No, he is kind of like perving he's, on them a little bit. He on is this 100% thing. like, look at these young couple go at it. It's great. <laughs> oh my uh, God. I do not mean to besmirch the good reputation of one Joe Robertson, but come on. That's great. Uh, before I go into my pick, if you hear some buzzing or some sirens or literally any sound of the city, it's because we are recording in a different space. This week, uh, we are recording in the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters conference room, uh, which is not as secure as you would expect it to be. Uh, nonetheless, we soldier on. See, like, like that? Oh, boy. Uh, into my pick, which is very different. My pick is Winter Soldier number 10 from 2012. So this one is is interesting because Bucky and Natasha, they've been brought back together again over the, like the last year or so before this issue. Uh, they're doing missions together. This is a great series. It's by Ed Brubaker. Uh, this issue's by Butch Geis. There's a guy who's going after Bucky. He captures Natasha, this dude named Leo, I believe. Uh, so Natasha gets captured. She gets brainwashed. She forgets their lives together, goes rogue, kills a bunch of people. And so this has been happening over the course of like the last bunch of issues, right? And they get to a point in this issue, number, uh, this issue, number 10 in the series, has a page of them in the rain in Paris. It is romantic. It is beautiful. But it's also heartbreaking because it's Bucky remembering their times together in the midst of trying to figure out what to do. He's like training. He's like moping. He's like the emoiest. Oh. Bucky in the world and the kisses that I chose here are from this because it is such beautiful work but it is also heartbreaking it's heartbreaking and it's complicated like a Facebook update (laughs) it is so complicated yep uh, the story culminates in issue number 14 with Bucky thinking about her. And I had to pull these quotes. He says, quote, never even realized how lost I was without her. But I always was just some lost soldier who forgot he ever had a home until she gave me one. Uh. Bucky. <laughs> and by the end. So like at the end of through that issue 14, he's fighting the Leo guy. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And. He takes off, he like takes down the bad guy, then he pulls off his little bandit mask and he's like, it's me, it's James, it's Bucky. And she goes, who the hell is Bucky? I Right? It's oh. so heartbreaking. I remember reading this issue because I had just started working here and I was like reading it at my desk and then they were like, hey, we're going to go film this thing. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, so good. It's so sad. And by the end of 14, they undo the brainwashing. The only thing they can't bring back is her memory of Bucky. The bad guy wins. It's so good and so devastating. Uh, so I like how yours is like super sweet and romantic and mine is devastating. I think it's uh, – that's why we're so complimentary. That's right. Um, let's talk about something that will make your life better. Yeah, we're going to give a big thanks to Marvel MasterCard this week uh, because if you want to earn cashback rewards for buying your comic books like, say – that issue of Winter Soldier or that issue of Amazing Spider-Man, you could do that with the Marvel MasterCard. Learn how at marvelmastercard.com slash twin. There is so much cool stuff that you get with your Marvel MasterCard, um, really cool benefits and those kinds of things. 
But also, if you uh, submit an application, it gives you a chance to win a sweepstakes that runs until September 11th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. And one lucky winner will get a trip for two to New York and will get tickets to attend New York Comic Con along with passes to a Marvel panel and an autograph signing in the Marvel booth. Three first prize winners will receive a specially selected Marvel collectible statue from Sideshow, and five second prize winners will get swag bags with cool merch from the Marvel merch booth at New York Comic Con. Lots of cool stuff on top of, you know, being part of, of New York Comic Con and the all and the merch. And potentially getting to see us. Yeah, you, you could high five us. Uh, we will even point out Persia to you so you can high five her. She loves interacting with other humans. It's going to be great. Uh, nonetheless, to enter this awesome sweepstakes, no purchase or application is necessary. You must be 18 years or older for rules and to apply. Visit MarvelMasterCard.com. I cannot wait for New York Comic Con. Let's do it. Yes, Lorraine, but that is so far away uh, right is now. It, is it, it is. Ryan? It is so far. It, it is not. It is, oh. It's around the mother trucking corner. It sure is. That's a month away, though, but right now, listeners will be able to enjoy your interview with Joywave. For you weekly readers, I'm sure that you have been checking out these awesome sort of single page comics on the back of a lot of our issues. Uh, You're going to find out why that's happening. Uh, It's in large part because of this awesome band Joywave who are super duper amazing Marvel fans. Uh, And they also have a sort of music video featuring one of their songs called Obsession uh, that has animated that comic book. So you got to check that out. All right. Uh, we're here. We're having a joy wave, a tropical joy wave. That's just me. Just me. I'm the only one. And we're starting over. Yeah, we are. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Immediately kicked out of the room, and I, it's my podcast. All right, great. Uh, I'm here with Daniel Armbruster. Please say hello. Hello. As well as Paul Brenner from Joy Wave. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for coming and, and talking with us in your busy, geeky schedules. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, now, you guys aren't just musicians. You're also a little bit geeky, and I say that in the best way possible. Not only do you guys have some comic fandom in your history, uh, you've also listened to Tesla Coils. Can you explain yourselves? <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the songs on our forthcoming record is actually out as a single ahead of the record, but the song is called Blast Off. And we went to our local museum and science center and recorded Tesla coils for the record, which was pretty cool and fun. So when you're listening to the chorus of the song, there's this giant, scary science sound, and uh, it's Tesla coils. There you go. I um, I greatly enjoyed peeping your your Twitter and like seeing some some cool vids on the on the Tesla coils. Surprisingly rhythmic. Uh, did you feel like you had to compete with it as a drummer? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it, it, miracle of editing. On yeah, that yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the coils themselves are what, like six feet tall, five, six feet tall. Uh, yeah, they're very large. And um, they, he can only the the guy that operating them can only go like level, but note by note, you know, up the step. So uh, it required a lot of splicing. But. Paul's drum kit is made of copper. So I'm kind of wondering now what would happen to him if we put him between the two coils. I'm sure someone listening to the that, podcast will know the answer to that. It, that sounds very dangerous and like you might it need a new drummer. Real, yeah, but... I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe that'll be your superhero's origin. I was just going to say the same thing. Like if a it, drummer yeah. who puts himself between Tesla coils. Um, I already have seen you as a superhero because I saw that you have a commission of yourself drawn as Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, is that something that you often do? No, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. You <laughs> no. didn't request He's that. He's denying no. it. No. He's denying it here on the Marvel podcast. I'm not denying its existence at all. I'm denying the fact that I commissioned it. <laughs> oh, okay. Somebody somebody did it for me. Some complete pretty, stranger pretty from cool the internet. Pretty cool, though, right? Yeah. Pretty that cool. That is pretty yeah, awesome. sent it to me and said, and, you know, my, I had my good friend make this, and I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Thanks. So then, d- I know you are a big Spider-Man fan. I am, Yes. Who is your favorite spider person? I got to go original, OG Peter Parker. I have to. I mean... But uh, I'm a big fan of um, Spider-Gwen. Well, now Ghost Spider. And Spider-Ham is really, really cool. I also... Uh, I love his new series. I also have a personal agenda here oh. today on the Marvel podcast. Uh, I'd like to pitch Marvel on a new series uh, 
basically Spider-Man gets bitten by a radioactive teenager okay. and is just sad all the time and goes to high school. No more spider powers. He's just a regular teenager. I'm not sure that would stuff. make Peter Parker that sad if he could just go to high school. If he school had to deal with kid. regular teenage That's feelings. kind of like a dream come true for him. His superpower is kind of his curse. You know? But wouldn't that also make him not a Spider-Man and instead of maybe a teen man? Right, but I mean, it's Peter it's, Parker, the teen it's man. Teen, right, it's Teen Man's origin story, but he's bitten by a radioactive teenager would while te- he's out Spider-Manning around would, town. Would Teen Man uh, have Teen super- Man? Uh, yeah, w- Teen w- Man. Would he have superpowers? Yeah, well, he just has like a lot of emotion. It's hard for him to talk about, and he has so, to deal with it. So no superpowers. It it just nullifies. Right. There's no no Spider anything left. Just I think Spider-Man. Turmoil. I think Peter Parker would like that. Yeah. And that's why I'm pleased to announce here <laughs> the launch of Spider Teen, sorry, Teen Man. There we go. On the Marvel podcast coming soon. Don't forget the hyphen. Right, Teen I'm Man. I'm going to look into this and I'm going to do my best to make it happen. I have no power here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Appreciate that. It's, it's the least that I could do. <laughs> um, but you're quite a comic book reader as well. What what's your what's your poison? What's your favorite? You said Spectacular Spider-Ham. We love our Peter Porker. I'm currently reading, yeah, that. Um, I mean, I guess the, currently or all time all, ever. All time, baby. Um, I know. Let's make it an easy question. Off the top of my head, I would have to say um, Dan Slott and Michael Allred's Silver Surfer Run. Oh, it's so good! It's I think so that's good. It. Um, I love it because to me, it has kind of like that Doctor Who feeling. Good, good space travel. Um, Agreed. And I love All Red Style, too, because it's like the most sort of the 60s of our current creators. I yeah, think. him and uh, Laura All Red, what <sighs> they do on that series is breathtaking. <laughs> it gets me excited just to think about it. Oh, that's the best. Um, do you have a character that you read now that surprises you or that you're into now? Yes, for sure. Uh, the new Superior Spider-Man run. With, oh, yeah. Uh, I, Otto Octavius as Spider-Man is... Talking Spider-Verse earlier, yeah. he's one of my favorites as well. He is just perfect. I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with, with Dr. Octopus trying to be a good guy in San Francisco. Well, and it makes sense that he needs his own city just to, like, house right. his huge ego. Just how he approaches <laughs> problems. It's, it's like, it's like uh, the exact opposite of Peter Parker. He, he almost, like, money balls his problems. He's like, well, this is going to happen regardless. How can we minimize the casualties where, like, Spider-Man would be like, no one dies, you know? Right, which... Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a much more mathematical yeah. approach. It's, also, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I greatly, greatly enjoy that run as well. It's just like such a blast. I love the creation of that character too because it was so heartbreaking when you see Peter oh. Parker die and uh, somehow Otto is like I've done it again. Mm-hmm. Curly mustache. That's I, I no think... offense to you, and your really beautiful mustache. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I think in my lifetime of reading comics, that event was the most epic. Yeah, like to ever happen. Like. Dr. Octopus becoming Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, it is the best villain heist of all time to, yeah. like, hijack your 60 years of your worst enemy's body. Yeah. But also a weird choice. I don't know. I mean. Why why somebody hates so much, you know? That's, that's exactly what speaking, I was going to say. it's a good body, you know. Oh, okay. If you were going <laughs> to mind swap with anyone in the Marvel Universe, this is your moment. Who would you choose? Your brain well, goes in question. their body for both of you. For me, it would be Teen Man. Teen, oh boy, Teen Man. <laughs> you, do you want to feel all of that emotion and yeah, angst and pain? Yeah, I feel like it would be really cool to go through that a second time. Oh wow, you are a stronger man. I than could I. hit puberty a little more intensely next time, <laughs> and maybe you know fill out the rest of the beard and not just have the mustache. Right. Also, you have a mug that says "The Incredible Lorraine." I feel like you have a lot more power around here to make Teen Man happen than you're letting on. Uh, I know a guy, a big green one. <laughs> So I'll who do what would, I can. Who would you switch brains with, yeah, Paul? Who would you switch brains with? Um, I mean, Spidey is like my all-time favorite, but so also team. I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> I would switch brains with Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer, because then with the power cosmic in my board, I could go wherever I wanted. Do you surf in real life? No, I snowboard though. So same thing. I'm too far away from surfing. <laughs> We're from Rochester. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It was, that would be really isn't, cool. To isn't surfing. his existence very sad though? He's like in service to Galactus, right? Well, he was, yeah. Okay, um, but he's but he's free now, as of the 1970s. He's all over the place right now. Okay. He's in a black I, oh, hole. Been a minute. He's in a black hole right now. Currently, yeah. Oh, well, that doesn't sound very good. Why well, in, in, in the in the Silver Surfer Black series, he is. Yeah. Okay. But you know, like sometimes he just travels the universe and like fixes alien people's lives. 
just touching one life at a time, making it better. So that's nice, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine just getting to see the cosmos, too, you know? Yeah, not a bad day. Are you guys um, big into space, I'm guessing? With yes. Given blast yes. off? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, yes. What is it about space that appeals to you besides the ever-expandingness of it? Uh, not even that. Besides the coolest thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like less into the science and just into the kind of like coming together of people to accomplish this huge thing that no one thought was possible 100 years ago and how it has impacted our culture and, you know, the tablet on your desk or my Apple Watch and just everything. And, and it kind of coming out of this time where people were really divided as communists or capitalists and working together to solve a problem for mankind. That's so beautiful. It, it really is true. Thank and you. I think that's, you know, one of the fun things about like getting to live in this world that I get to hang out in every day in Marvel. Sure. Earth is, 616. Yeah. You wow, know. Good, dude. Good job. Well, I taught him that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is that, you know, science fiction becomes science fact all the yes, time. And, and, the, and the fiction drives the reality, right? Because like, really uh, you know, cool. a lot of engineers have creative brains too, but uh, I think some are just problem solving, right? So, so they see something that a creative person has dreamed up and they're like, I'm going to figure out exactly how to do that because I love Star Trek or whatever thing. It's really cool. Yeah, well, like, you saw teleportation on TV all the time, and now they teleported, uh, what was it, an atom, a photon, a photon, up into space. Yeah. So any day now, you guys, it's going to be our moment. Well, they can bring atoms to light speed, too, can't they? Like, in a contained unit? I think they can do a lot of stuff in a contained unit, and then... On a small scale. Right, and then yeah. they're like, and soon, yeah. Well, so I, who knows, pimp particles... Pim particles, this could be our moment. We could be shrinking and growing. I, I think if there's the most unbelievable uh, thing in all of the Marvel universe, universe is probably Pim particles, I think. You don't think Why? that's... Yeah. It, it, it's just really, really implausible. Explain to me the science behind Pim particles. Well, well it's essentially like a breath spray yeah. <laughs> that turns you into a giant or a little person. Yeah, it, it messes with the size of, of the atoms that make up. Someone is listening right now, though, and accepting that challenge. And they're like, well, okay, right, so it's a breath spray, and it makes me bigger or smaller. And very well, soon. Well, like in the movie, um, what, Michael Douglas puts one on the building in the second movie, mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. and then it, like, turns into a roller bag, and he just, like, walks away with the skyscraper. But, like, right. wouldn't it be the heaviest thing in the world? How, like, how can he drag that, like... I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't know the science behind pin particles, but a lot of stuff in Marvel but is. I can't keep its mass, but then they, they say Ant Man keeps his mass because that's what gives him. Right. Such I was a hard just thinking punch. about the mass of it. Right. If, it if it's changing size, you can't. Right. It has to have and, the and same when, mass. And when, when right? Giant Man is big, why does he move so slow and make such a huge, you know, bellowing impact? If oh he, no! If he the whole weigh a MCU lot. is fake. <laughs> Uh, this is fact. This is the last podcast, guys. Thanks so much <laughs> no, for tuning but, like, in. You know, we like, debunked the whole thing. Obviously, this fiction is, is fiction. It's all just fun. But uh, like you know, Spider-Man like like judges physics when he swings on his on his web. You know, throughout the city, and, and something about the pin particles just don't work out for me. That, I don't buy it. <laughs> well, then it does make me actually wonder if when I'm walking, is an ant like a thousand times? Like, is their universe so much faster because they're just, like, taking little tiny steps? Right. Like, I don't know. And, to, you know, to ants, we might just seem like, whoa, like, ant, yeah. like a giant man. <laughs> really, yeah. Really big, slow giants. Did you talk about uh, his web shooter oh, tattoos yeah. yet? Did we go over that? No, we have not. Um, I noticed you have some nice tattoos here on your wrist. Yeah. Uh, you, want, you want to tell us about those? Um, they're, they're web shooters. I got them tattooed on my wrists. Um, <laughs> how did the idea come about? When did you do it? Um, I don't know, three or four years ago now. Where now? Which series does he require web shooters in, and which ones is that a built-in biological? Power only, I'm, of his? I'm pretty sure the only time it's ever built-in and biological was the Sam Raimi movies. The, yeah, the, okay. The and first every single movies. and every other one, the the powers are yeah. like agility, strength, clinging yeah, to walls. Yeah, I mean, even the original edition. Yeah, the original like you know '60s Spider-Man was he had web shooters. Mine are like based off of that design with the. Does Does Miles Morales have web shooters also? Yeah. 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 Okay. Look at you! I. Could we just use you as an encyclopedia? Would you like to just stick around and, like, if, <laughs> you know, anyone has a question, Daniel or anyone, just a question yeah, about I mean, the universe? There is, you know, when, when Joy Wave isn't on the road, I do just kind of 
not have a job. You know, just putting that out there. All right. Well, we'll tell Tom Brevoort <laughs> to make a little room in his office uh, so that you can get in there. He's a, our I'll resident bring an expert. air mattress. <laughs> the, fir- the first time we came here, because we, we've been here a few mm-hmm. times, and I remember the first time we came here, they were asking, I don't remember who it was, they were like, oh, what, what comics are you into? You know, and they expected him to say Spider-Man or whatever. And then he got into these ones that I have never heard of in my life. It was, was it Squirrel Girl at the time? Who was, Squirrel Girl was brand new, right? It Love had just Squirrel come Girl. out. And Paul was saying, I'm really enjoying Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and, and everyone in the office, it was like Neo from like the Matrix had arrived where they were just like, the one is here. He's here. <laughs> and they were taking him from office to office to office. And like, well, did you check out the new? And he's like, yeah, I thought it was great. And they're just handing him everything. Like Everybody was really nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. It was christmas for him and i remember we left and you had piles of things walking around midtown it's pretty cool so you just swung by for a refresh on the comic books <laughs> that, that's, oh, yeah. that's what this today. is all about yeah. Yeah, yeah. i'm waiting <laughs> um but you know what you guys are actually hanging out in the comics yourself uh you have a new custom page appearing in comics i think it's like right now it's happening yeah yeah i'm so excited uh, it's going to be the back cover of pretty much, I mean, not all, but I think like over 50 issues in August, week by week. And how did that come about? Because I know it's linked to your new song, Obsession. Correct. Yeah. Um, how did it come about? I think I think uh, <laughs> I just love Marvel and every time we can, any anytime we can do something together is good. Yeah. And, and this. Uh, I think I think everyone knows that Paul's a big fan and kind of the opportunity <laughs> presented itself and uh pretty cool thing i mean he was he was crying when he found out i I did cry when i saw the um jl giles did the artwork and when i got sent the just the black and white like mock-up i just lost it oh i mean like it's a big deal for me like like, not only am i in a comic i'm in a comic because of my band that's like that's like really cool i should point out that nothing's a big deal to paul and for him to say that right now is a like a like a massive deal. He's underselling it, I think. I can maybe. tell Paul's maybe a little chill. Yeah, extremely He's chill. Extremely Not chill. Not a lot riles him up, but but this is a, definitely a moment. I mean, there are these crazy moments, you know, like when I first came in here to to uh, check out a job, I was like taking pictures of my yeah, badge and yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my just god, did that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like going into Marvel. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it it is weird and surreal to be like, oh, yeah. I get to be like this strangely canon part of the marvel universe and it's really cool because it's the back cover so uh like i already i'm gonna send i already got uh black cat number three i'm gonna have it sent out to cgc and get graded so when i get it back like you know for the rest of my life it'll be preserved on the back of that like i i think one of slab one of the best feelings in in what we do is the feeling that paul described where it's you're doing what you love you're making art you're doing what you would do anyway and these things kind of present themselves along the way because you happen to be a fan of it and people take an interest in you and you get you get the invite to do the Marvel podcast or like for me I'm a massive hockey fan I'm a huge Buffalo Sabres fan and we'll get asked like to do things with them or we played their season opener last year or the year before and it's just like I can't I can't believe this like you know I I didn't like pay a ton of money to be here today like I was asked to to be here like paid to be here just things because of what you do it's really exciting it's life affirming Ooh, yeah I like that I feel very life affirmed by that feels good um also I I have to say obsession awesome song thank you we're also going to get to see it on Marvel Music Vivo great you tell me, tell me uh, a little bit about why you chose Obsession for the Marvel Universe in particular, and uh, what the music video is. Uh, well, the 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 music video, the one that's on the the that Marvel Vivo, mm-hmm. or the okay, so the the um, or is that the regular music video, or is that the animated? That's the, that's the animated one. Will be on Marvel the animated music. comic yeah. one. Okay, cool. So I, I mean, that just made sense mm-hmm. to to do with the the back page cover, but um, the song is really fun and upbeat, and um, I thought that it would always make a really nice movie trailer song. Hint, hint. And the, the actual music video that we're doing for the song is, uh, well, when does this podcast air? Podcasts don't air, huh? You just kind of download them. Wow, okay. And you don't want me to put a date on it because that makes it, okay, right. Well, here we are in the year 2023, and I can't <laughs> believe what happened this week. Another crazy week of, I won't say what the music video is, but uh, 
yeah, it, it just kind of made sense in that uh, cinematic way. Love it. Um, well, we'll keep an eye out for both of those on both. And Marvel we'll chop Music up Evo. the previous awkward minute 45 into a <laughs> nice tight 15. So uh, last but not least, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel now? That's a really solid question. Uh, I feel, I feel great. We've, we've done a lot the past couple of years and kind of, as I was saying, it's life affirming when you get to do fun stuff that you grew up being into because of doing what you love to do. But I think that the real, how do you feel now question is for Mr. Paul Brenner today. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. I feel marvelous. Oh, <laughs> um, and, and second, last but not least, um, I, I just want to know for you guys, you know, for anyone who wants to get into music, loves music, what's your, your best advice? Uh, doing this is only for people who can't imagine possibly doing, doing anything, anything else. else. Don't ever give up is my advice. Tenacity is the only reason we saw success. But if you can imagine giving up, uh, you should give up. <laughs> Yeah, you have, you have to have a problem, like a level of like delusion. How many no's to... can you handle before yeah. you get a yes? I, I mean, we've been Paul and I have been playing together since I was sixteen, and he was almost sixteen 14, years. And now we're both in our late teens, so it took at least eighteen months for us to become successful. At least, yes. And that was that's I weird because you had an album come out like many years right. ago. And I mean, this is with practice at least one or two days a week for half hour after school. So this oh is, boy. yeah, really, This really is an elaborate bit that has ruined everyone's <laughs> yeah. timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so work hard, listen to know as many times as you can take it. <laughs> uh, also write a really great song, and that's the entire thing. And uh, you might have think you did it, but you probably didn't. And so then do you it again. Try it again. <laughs> and then when you think you did it that time, you again, you probably didn't. And then you should do it again. I feel like I then you have There's to do it again. There's a lot more levels of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. There you guys have it. Um, but luckily you did write an awesome song. It's Only called once. Obsession. It's called Obsession. Yeah. It's uh, that and this one is our song. Peak. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Definitely check out Obsession on Marvel Music Vivo in comics. And uh, go check these guys out on tour, joywavemusic.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. And check out the new issue of Teen Man on stands oh, now. <laughs> Big thanks to Joywave for coming in and chatting with Lorraine and being awesome and doing the comics and all the good stuff. If you are a fan of Joywave, tweet them. Tell them you heard about uh, the interview on This Week at Marvel. Uh, also love our question of the week, which... We'll just stick with our, our big talk topic. What is your favorite kiss in a Marvel comic book? There are so many. People are smooching all the time. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. What about Lockjaw? He didn't get best kiss, Aww. but he kisses everybody because kiss. he's a kissy, kissy puppy dude. He is. We will happily accept any Lockjaw kisses. Make sure you tweet your answers using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email them to twinpodcast.marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. Faster. I want to be the Micro Machines guy. But now it is time for Community Lorraine. Ah, uh, yes. Our community is what brings us here today and every day. Our friends at home. And our friends at home today are John Swindle at the Swindler 90. What a great name. Um, I really appreciate all the work that Agent M and Lorraine and C.B. Sobolski, and I'm sure many others do, to put into celebrating 80 years of Marvel on the This Week in Marvel podcast. As someone who works in history, I love the passion they put into celebrating history. Wish Marvel historian was my job. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I, I wish we had a, like an in-house just a historian. I would spend every day with them, I, or I, I would take over that job. Right. I hate to bring it to you. I think that's already you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, at Captain Rogers forty four, Robert says my favorite Jack Kirby character is of course Captain America, created alongside Joe Simon. Cap has stood the test of time to be a true hero, but most of all, a compelling character, whether in World War II or as the Man Out of Time. Oh, I'm a woman out of time. Am I right? It's so busy. Okay. 
<laughs> the tech lord at like Spendragon Triple just, P hated that. I expected you to go take my husband, please. <laughs> no, I love him. He's so great. I'll keep my husband and I, I'll keep everyone else too. Okay. Um, uh, the Tech Lord said, I think that this week in Marvel for the last week of August has to go to Marvel 1000 because they made lots of single pages fascinating, fun, and even threw in some great story elements. For example, JMS admitting his greatest regret. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Yeah. Read it. That was a funny one. Uh, another one from Lex Pendragon. He says, however, they had 80 years to make that issue, so calling it Tomb of the Week is cheating. Venom's last page reveal was great, but Doctor Strange number 18's one and done story was a hidden gem that deserves some credit. Agreed. Great comics. Karis Pollard said, uh, this week in Marvel of the Week is unanimously Captain America. There's some stuff in here that everybody should read and think about. Plus, Steve being more heroic in some ways than he has been for a while in this run. A reminder of why I love him. So much. Yeah. This was, a, I believe this is a thread from Karis. She was talking about Marvel Comics 1000 because everybody was. It's great. Simon Williams says, listening to Twim episode 409, it sounds like Lorraine Sink is as bad at accents as Agent M. Uh, finally, last one for the week is Tim Ross at Tim Ross Comedy saying, I'm losing my mind at the Mark of Cain thing. And he quotes you, says, thanks. Check out the Bible. <laughs> so good. That I really do truly value when I can floor Ryan because he is the Marvel historian <laughs> at this point. I told Elizabeth, my wife, all about the Marker King thing. Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, blew my mind. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, was, I was shooting something with Langston, and we were talking about Hulk clones, and I was like, Claw, what a weird name. And he's like, it's Hulk backwards. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it is Hulk backwards. I was like, why would you name someone Claw? <laughs> and on that note, it is time for us to wrap this episode up. Uh, we are on the march to New York Comic Con, nonetheless. Get ready for that. Yeah, we're slowly walking to the Javits Center from now until October 3rd. Doof, 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 doof. Ooh, it's the Marvel Merry Marching Mamayamum. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And this is Mamayamum. You're Mamayamum. <laughs>